Hey everyone, welcome to the New Media Show. My name is Todd Cock, and of course I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. We're audio only, largely because uh, connectivity issues today. So, Rob, how are you? I'm doing terrific, Todd. It's great to be back on the show. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. You guys, uh, you guys had a big week at Libsyn. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> that's that's probably one way of putting it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, lots of new stuff this week. So, uh, looks like a little shuffle at the top, not necessarily at Libsyn itself, but with the board of directors and stuff over there, you guys are having yeah. some, uh, some changes. Yeah. Our chief financial officer, um, has, um, has left, uh, his position and has been replaced with a, a uh, temporary, uh, chief financial officer until we can find a more permanent one. So, and then some board members, yeah, some shuffling around. So I think it's, it's something that's, a, you know, that's been brewing for a while and, and I think it's, uh, it's all good stuff. So, you know, I wouldn't read a lot into it that it's bad news. I think it's terrific news, uh, in my opinion, and it means that the company is, uh, is looking to the future. So that's good. Yeah. Well, definitely, uh, you know, some headlines this week. So I thought it would be, I bet you the water cooler, of course, you guys don't have water coolers, no, but the digital, that's right. Yeah. The, the digital yeah. discussions were probably pretty good this week. Yeah. I mean, people's comments, um, coming in, um, on text or email and stuff commenting about it. Right. So things are, yeah. things are happening and the, uh, platform is growing. We're up to over 67,000 shows now. So, you know, it's, things are moving forward. I'm sure that you're, you're growing as well. This is a, this is a good time in the medium. Yep. Things are continuing to move forward. And, but, um, anyway, what else is going on in the space? You know, I, I was watching news this week and it's looking, you know, it was, to be honest with you, it was kind of a bunch of generic news. Right. And, uh, Nothing that was like, you know, blew me away. Um, I, I think that one of the takeaways I saw from the CEO of Pocket Cast was, again, <laughs> excuse me, I'm fighting a head cold here. Right. He was asked whether Pocket Cast will share individual audience listener data in the future. And he said no. <laughs> so, um, are, you know. Are we surprised? <laughs> no. I know I'm not. No. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's the common consensus. You know, the, the whole privacy thing is a big issue, right? Uh, it's coming down from all sorts of, you know, the EU and other, other places, even here in the US. So, you know, it's, it's a big deal. So it's going to change some business models out there. <laughs> Safe to yeah. say. So, and so, then and I think that go ahead. Oh, I was just. Going to mention about the comments that were made by the Pocket House Pocket Cast CEO down in Australia about uh, how how he thinks that uh, that the marketplace is going to be uh, more level in the future. It's not going to be as dominated by Apple. So it was his comment. Of course, he's running a, a competitive application to what Apple's offering, and and so he just thinks that you know that the Market share is going to be more split across uh, larger companies in the future, and Apple's going to have a. I mean, obviously, Apple's going to have a big chunk of it. Um, but I thought it was an interesting comment from from Owen that he um, he he made that comment. You know, I guess well, I probably wouldn't have made that comment myself, but that's okay. 
And considering the market share that they have, he doesn't really have much to to back that statement up. But one thing I did say was he highlighted the benefits of RSS. So he said, we just got over what Facebook did to journalism. We don't want that to happen with podcasting. So indicating that, you know, Facebook destroyed journalism, which I don't know if that's true. I think they destroyed themselves, but. (laughs) um, Yeah. Well, I I think it's, I I think the problem with Facebook is around privacy (laughs) and around, um, um, so many people doing bad things on the platform, I think is contributing to their problems. And, and I think it's also a generational thing too. I think once, once grandma came onto Facebook, it wasn't as cool anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there's a, there's a big factor of that that's, that's propelling other platforms forward right now with the younger generation right now. So yeah. Yeah. Well, another news general motor says it's going to bring that A-M-A-Z, well, Amazon A-L-E-X-A uh, yes. service to his cars next year. Yes. But it's only going into 2018 Cadillacs, GMC, or Chevy vehicles will get the upgrade. Right. So it's an actual upgrade, not required to have a new car. So interesting yeah. on that. I I believe that there's some big news coming out of uh, the Amazon folks when it comes to podcasting. So I'll just put it really? to you that way. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. I can't say too much more than that, but that's, I think it's all positive and it's all good. And when you think about the, um, the smart agent technology, and that's kind of what I, I'm starting to call it more now, because as these, these, uh, speakers, um, kind of in, invade our lives more and more, I believe that how we communicate with our computers is going to be more and more voice, um, and, uh, they're going to be an important piece of that. Now, obviously, Google has a play in this and Apple has a play in this as well. But as those smart agent technologies get integrated into our mobile devices and into our homes and into our screens and into our devices uh, on a wide scale, it's uh, the, the impact of those platforms can't be understated, I think, as you look to the future. Well, it also be we'll have to watch, you know, because right now the the market share is relatively small. So it is. It is. are they able to climb that? You know, do they right. get out of the 1%, 2%? Can they get to three? If they get to 3%, that's, that's a pretty big deal, but I don't know if they can get there or not. I think it, it gets back to the platform becoming more of a personal consumption instead of a group consumption. Cause, uh, typically the, the smart speakers, um, the, the way we see it today, is kind of a group consumption model and podcasting is not a group consumption medium. So I think it's fairly uh, consistent with the experience of podcasts that, uh, that that platform hasn't grown as much, but I think as it moves into other types of devices that are more personal, I think we could see it accelerate. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I don't know if we talked about this on the, I know I think we did. We talked about iHeartRadio's, comment that was on the last show yeah right and we did get some response to our discussion about that there was some news articles that actually covered us covered what we were discussing so it's kind of interesting to see that you have uh you know you have the 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 pro radio folks um you know kind of taking homage to what we said and you know in the one of the comments i saw from a radio 
um, group was basically, would you, would you be talking smack about him if they came to you and said, Hey, we want to sign your podcast to be on their platform and then, you know, give you a big check. Right. Would you not go over? And, uh, and I think mm-hmm. my approach has always been if some, if someone comes to you with a big check and, and the terms are right, you know, sign the check. Right. But, Right. At, at, at what at what cost as well? Right. You know, so right. something yeah. you have to look at. And in the spirit of full disclosure, um, early this past week, I got a I got an email from iHeartRadio, um, actually, inviting me to be a um, voting member of the uh, the <laughs> podcast awards, um, which <laughs> which I I accepted. <laughs> So sell out. I know exactly. I I bounced it off of a few people that I needed to bounce it off of, and they told me that that was the the right thing to do. So that's that's well, what I'm doing. Is it just gonna is it just gonna be a internal love fest again this year? I don't know. I I guess when you can get on the inside, you can find out how that all works. Yeah, so that's I guess so. that's kind of what I'm gonna be able to do, and I. As part of this, I'm invited to the award ceremony in January. Mm. So, so I'll be busy between CES and the, the iHeartRadio podcast awards. And then Digital Hollywood has podcast awards at CES as well. So, and I'm on the, on the board of the voting member on that too. So I, I guess I got sucked into the podcast awards, Todd, and I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, the people's choice. The People's Choice Podcast Awards. We had our awards. Yeah, so how did that go? Tell me all about it. Good. Went good. And, um, no hiccups, as you would expect when you require all of the folks to submit acceptance videos. So it went, it went fine. And, uh, we had a pretty good response. So, um, I haven't checked recently to see what the videos did, but, you know, the real value in that, um, in that awards, that I'm running is that the folks that made the slate, those, you know, those 200 shows, right. uh, you know, they get this huge exposure for the right. next year because we trend really, really high in search results when it's talking about specific categories of shows and yeah. top shows and so forth. Yeah. So, <laughs> so have you made any, any decisions about the future of that awards program yet? Or are you, you still, thinking that you're going to keep it, keep it going. And is there any other thoughts you want to share? Well, you know, the problem is, is we've had no corporate support. Right. So, you know, it's, it's pretty discouraging, um, from that perspective. So, you know, the podcasters are the ones that really support the event. So I guess as long as they continue to step up and, sponsor and podcasters continue to register to participate uh we'll do it but uh you know i'm not in a position to underwrite this thing anymore personally like i did for years mm-hmm. uh, it's just it's just not going to happen so um i think we'll go we are going to make a couple of minor changes but you know i've got a venue that wants to hold the award ceremony but the problem is again how do i get 200 people to the awards event. You know, how right. do I get them to show up? You right. know, really want this to be a moment of surprise. Otherwise we pre-announce the winners and then we have a, we have a, 
an event and, you know, the, the 20 or so try to show up. I think it has its own inherent challenges. Mm-hmm. And again, without this big corporate underwriter, you know, there's someone that'll come in and, you know, we do this thing for, so the budget is about $7,000. So it's, it's, you know, it's not a lot of money. And, right. Uh, so you can't do a lot with just $7,000. You probably look at the iHeart thing and they'll probably spend a quarter of a million mm-hmm. on their event, you know, so it's just really too bad that someone has an approach just to basically say, Hey, you know, let's, uh, let's, let's coordinate, but you know, who knows? We'll see what happens again. I got a, a party that wants to talk, but I'll be very hesitant to put this uh, event someplace where we end up with three people show up. Right. Yeah. You don't want that. And, and you can have a global reach with what you do um, the way you're doing it now. Right. I mean, I would, I would say that probably doing it the way you're doing it now is the way of the future. Right. Well, it's been global. It's been global for a while. We had international yeah. winners this year too. So, yeah. um, well, I think we're starting to see more, more and more events go virtual. Uh, I think we're starting to see it. And of course that, that's been bubbling for many years now. It's just maybe. It just feels like, well, there's so many new podcasting events popping up, but I'm, I'm starting to see a whole, whole bunch of new virtual podcasting events popping up too. So I guess maybe this is a, this is a trend line. It's certainly a way to save money and make the event accessible on a global stage versus just doing it in a local market somewhere and hoping that people pay to, to travel there and pay the tickets and yes. all that stuff. So there is, there is something to, you know, to that, right? And you actually have a studio now. You could do some of this stuff too, you know? So. Sure. And I'm sure that you're planning on doing some of that. (laughs) And you know, it's, 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 um, it's definitely a, you know, it's just, you know, it's the little bastard awards is what it is. And, um, and the methodology that we've run is, you know, is removes corporate influence from it. And, you know, it's truly a, a listener event. And, right. uh, I can't I forget what the total number of, but, you know, I think we had, uh, I don't want to quote it cause I'm getting it wrong, but it was in the hundreds of thousands of people that nominated shows, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, we had good participation that way. So yeah. anyway, well, I guess we'll see. And I, I don't want to sound like I'm whining uh, about it, right. but I don't have so many CPU cycles as well to focus on going out there and beating the path for money. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and there's so many events that are competing for money. You know, you know, look at those inquiries I get on a weekly basis, people coming in and looking for sponsorships and the sponsorship numbers are insane. Mm-hmm. Some of these are coming in and they're, they're, they're setting uh, sponsorship levels like at the same level as like an event like podcast movement. And how can, you know, as an industry, how can we support, you know, 10 events where I have to write five figure checks? It just, it just doesn't work. Right. And there, there's more and more of them popping up that want to have big checks like that. And we have to have tough conversations with some of these folks and just say, you know, we can't support everybody at that level. So we have to prioritize based on the 
the event size and the attendees and the potential of a, you know, a, re- a return on that investment too. So it's a, it's a difficult conversation to have with some of these events. I know I'm talking to a couple of them right now. Um, I'm, I'm looking at a couple up in Canada too. So, um, and some outside of the U.S. as well. So th- there's a bunch of them that are brewing right now and everybody wants, you know, a big payday on these things, but you know, mm-hmm. it's not realistic. Yeah. And it's, and I, and I also look at, you know, how many butts in the seats. Right. And how many well, those are yeah. new, new podcasters versus existing podcasters. Yep. You know, I'm going to be putting my priority on events where there's new podcasters showing up. If, you know, right. Which, which oftentimes isn't podcasting events. <laughs> surprisingly, right. I've been, I've been prioritizing going to other types of events that are not podcasting events. I'm trying to reach people that are not amongst that community because if you just support podcasting events you're 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 kind of speaking into an echo chamber because it's the same people that go to these events usually and it's not really pushing you forward so what you hope for is that you get external um, exposure through sponsoring these events and i guess that takes you back to the question that you can get the same benefit out of a virtual event then so um I don't know. I mean, I think trying to trying to support events outside of the podcasting space, I think maybe where we can be the most effective too. Cause I know the, the couple of events that I've done outside of podcasting space have generated a lot more interest in creating new shows. Right. So, yeah. And it's all about, it's all about new business from a business perspective. Right. And, um, you know, it's not existing business. You know, we, we horse trade a few shows here and there between you and us and, um, but generally, when people are on a the platform, they typically don't move, especially, yeah. you know, some of the verticals are more hard to leave than others. Right. So um, it's, um, yeah. So, again, you know, this is what I keep telling folks that I'm going to be focusing on events that are bringing new podcasters to the, you know, to mm-hmm. the space. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I have $200,000 to spend this year on supporting podcasting events, if you know, if you have an event where there's 80% of the people are existing and 20% are new, um, that's going to get heavy scrutiny from by me going forward. Right. No, well, actually, we have to be there sense. to wave the flag. You know, we have to be there to have a booth to say we're here. Right. But I don't need to be. I don't need to be a headline sponsor on that event. Right. That's just like maybe buying a booth or something versus. Being right. a t- title sponsor of the event or even a, you know, a lower tier sponsor. Yeah. I mean, those are the choices that we all have to make so we can spread our marketing dollars across more events. So, which is, which is what we all have to do. So I'm, I'm looking at some data that came out of, um, Ozpod down in Australia and, and it talks about the reach of podcasting in Australia for, um, into young, younger communities, you know, the 18 to 24, 25 to 34 age group. And it's showing about 50, was it 51% of um, podcast listening in Australia is in the age group of 18 to 34. So it's, uh, it's skewing younger, um, than I think ever, ever before. And the, the gender, um, distribution is 54% male and 45% female. And they have 1% other, so I'm not quite sure. I mean, I guess, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to talk too much about that. Um, 
And so I then, think what we're seeing, though, I right. think it's, you know, in the events that I've been to in the past six months, it's definitely, uh, I think we, the, the gender male-female ratio is pretty even at this point. And some mm-hmm. events skew even more heavy towards the ladies, so. Yeah. Well, especially now, you know, we, we had Work It that um, happened in L.A. just a day or so ago. And uh, from what I heard, that was a pretty good event, had good turnout. Um, Ozpod down in Australia, um, I guess had, had a really good turnout down there. I talked to James Cridlin about the event and he, he thought it was a, a good event down there that's sorted by the ABC, um, network down there. Not, not to be confused with the ABC in the U.S. Um, right. but, um, but, you know, there were some good speakers down there and some good presentations and, and it, Definitely got some attention back up here in the states, so I think you know that's that's always good when that happens. You know, one thing that we're seeing too is we've often complained that Apple it has a lot of, for better word, uh, junk in the uh, in their directory, and right. uh, it appears they're starting to do some cleanup and removing shows. And, well, that's uh, been going on for a while now, hasn't it? Or is there something new that's happening? Well, they're saying, uh, that, of course, according to Chartable, quote unquote, they're removing about 260 shows a day. And, oh, wow. uh, so it's either some sort of technical problem or violate rules or someone's trying to manipulate charts. I thought that was an interesting. I don't know if they have any proof that Apple's removing a bunch of people for trying to manipulate charts. I think that's probably a very mm-hmm. minor number, mm-hmm. but uh, apparently they've removed about 24,000 shows. From the directory. Huh. Well, I guess it's, it's always good. I mean, if they've, they've come up with a methodology of doing that, I always, I always struggled with it, uh, what that methodology is. I mean, unless they're, they're dead RSS feeds, which that's like the low hanging fruit, right? Of purging your catalog. Um, but yeah, beyond so that, it, you know, look beyond that, dead, it gets complicated, feeds. right? Yeah, dead feeds and dead media is what we look for. Right. Those are, those are the obvious ones, but getting beyond that is a little, can be a little harsh. So, mm-hmm. and can upset people, and, you know, that kind of thing. So that was always the, the struggle. So shows that have, you know, base essentially pod faded for years. And do you prioritize based on quality of content or so if there's a show in there that has five episodes that nobody listens to? Um, does it belong in the catalog? Those are hard choices that a platform has to make, right? So, I don't know. Well, I haven't, I haven't heard about. The, I've you hear about this video, this short documentary about podcasting. No, I haven't. Uh-uh, it's called One Voice, One Mic. It's available on Amazon Prime. I haven't looked at it yet. It, it says it takes an honest, it takes takes an upbeat yet honest look at the rise of podcasting as well as examine the state of the medium, considering whether podcasts are becoming oversaturated and demystifying how the monetization of podcasts actually works. So hmm. I guess there's a, a there's a trailer that's out. Um, I was just wondering, I, I, I guess I can't play it because I got headphones in, but um, yeah, there, there's a trailer out about it, but it doesn't look like it's, is it playable on YouTube? I don't think so. Where is it? Accessible. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, Amazon oh, it's on Prime. Amazon Prime. Okay. 
but from what I can tell, there's, there's trailers that have been posted on, on YouTube. Now it looks like this, um, the trailers came out back in, uh, March, May timeframe. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how long it's been live. Um, it doesn't really, it's like April or something like that. So it's been out a while. Then, his, I name, guess. his name is familiar. I don't know if I know him exactly who he is, but. Oftentimes I have to look people up on LinkedIn and see, you know, I recognize a face before I recognize a name sometimes. Mm-hmm. So. So I guess it had, Deezer. Yeah, it had uh, some folks on. It looks like thanks to pioneers such as Leo Laporte, Adam Carolla, Kevin Smith, Joe Rogan, the medium has seen incredible growth in recent years. Well, uh, I don't know about the incredible word in there, but I think it's it's definitely growing, but I think there's a perception that podcasting is growing faster than it really is. Right. Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just not entirely accurate. You know, I, 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 I am starting to hear more people say, Oh, the explosive growth of podcasting. And I'm like, going, okay, where on the data does it show us exploding in growth? Right. I just, I'm not saying it. It's, it's, it's great growth because it's steady growth. And that's what's got us here is the, is the steady growth, the regular two to 4% a year. Um, every year you start stacking that up and it turns into some significant numbers as you look to the future, but it's not right. exploding. <laughs> We're not a bomb. Sorry. No, not at all. Yes. And, um, and of course with international podcast, Dave and behind us, Dave and Steve did another bang up job yeah. this year and, global participation and that's another event that you know it's been bootstrapped and has a relatively low budget and those guys don't get a lot of credit for the work that they do to build exposure for podcasting Mm -hmm. and um, i think that uh, we need to start recognizing some of these folks a little more that are out there you know beating the bush doing the things to to build the space and build awareness Mm mm-hmm but again, it goes right back down to, you know, it's like iHeart does their thing and you know, it's like there's two sides to the fence here. Mm-hmm. It's becoming more prevalent. You don't see those types of groups getting involved in supporting International Podcast Day. Right. You know, they could come, they could come in and write a, a decent check to really take that event over the top. But to date, they're not. They're, their only singular focus is their own brand. That's it. I mean, their own efforts. I guess if they did have a brand orientation, they would support these other, other platforms. But I think what, what they're very focused on is just doing things that support just them. Right. It's pretty obvious, right? I'm not saying anything groundbreaking on that. So, so I think that we, we just have to keep an eye on. Yeah, I think we just have to continue to promote those that are doing things to help the space broadly and not, again, you know, semi-focused with just their brand. But right. it is what it is. Yep. Agreed. So, anyway, I like I like the things that I'm hearing coming out of Amazon. I know I said that earlier, but there's yep. there's good stuff coming. So, I'm excited. So. There was a little brush up with uh, some folks on Art19, some uh, 
Dave uh, Henmeyer Hansen, co-founder of Basecamp and host of Rework, hmm. reacted to Art 19's video, which basically uh, was talking about uh, personal targeting. And the, mm, you know, yeah. he, he says, I abhor person target advertising. We will ditch Art 19 for another provider for the rework podcast immediately, knowing that he's never make the mistake of using a provider URL again. So yeah. they thought that was pretty strong. Well, I did, did see the presentation that uh, Art 19 gave um, at the Rain Summit um, at the radio show. So I, I was in the audience for that. And they did talk a lot about, um, targeting yeah that's kind of like their their magic sauce and um lipson is is opposed to to ip-based targeting um just because it it's going to violate the the law and the rules going forward if you start looking at and I mean, unless you're you're only working in areas that are not covered under these these new privacy laws um but that's that's a difficult technical challenge to 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 limit the how how you're doing that because there's no opt in in podcasting for mm-hmm. for having your information shared with an advertiser so you know it's it's a slippery slope that some of these platforms um are still falling into and there's some coming dangerous ground for them and some of us are not willing to take those kind of risks with our users so but, I don't know but if Todd, you look at what's your other, right. Well, if you look at the venue, I think you have to start scrutinizing shows that are over there and what they're doing. Right. And if they're doing this targeting, um, it's, you know, obviously there's a short-term gain here because you probably will get higher performance. But, yeah. uh, yeah, we're, we're not into the, you know, personal targeting either. Right. And I don't and, know how with, California yeah. privacy law and the GDPR, we actually make that happen. Right. And there does seem to be consistency in the, the, the players that are, you know, pushing the envelope on the, the stats stuff as well, the IEB stats stuff and, and these privacy things too. And, and I know that the bigger brands are interested in targeting, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's a, you know, sometimes those can be difficult conversations to have with some of the larger media companies that are interested in still targeting. But, you know, you start talking to their, their, their lawyers, you know, once they get in brought into the conversation, then those conversations, I believe, will start changing more. Um, but it's, it's definitely still, you know, a transition that's going on in the marketing side. There's a lot of companies that are, potentially going to lose business because of what's happening here. And, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the change is going to happen. It's the same thing with the IEB V2 certifications, right? Mm-hmm. Change is in the wind. And if you're, you can choose which side of the change you want to be on when, when the, when the ball drops. Well, it's already starting to drop. We're seeing RFPs come in with uh, requirements for, right. you know, IBV2 certified compliant stats. And, right. but what gets me really frustrated is you have people that are so, they're calling themselves leaders in the space and they are not, you know, they, they're poo-pooing the standard and, um, right. and there's an agenda to undermine the IB version 2.0 compliance. 
Um, and he, you know, what is the, what is the motivation there? Is the motivation, um, higher numbers? Um, you know, what is, where, where does the, you know, anytime someone starts questioning it, I, I start going back and say, okay, what's the agenda that right. this person or people have? Um, well, everybody, people say, Don't. I mean, everybody right. has an agenda here. I mean, it's, that's the honest truth, but it's just a matter of, of which side of the fence do you, do you want to be on? I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, being on the side of, of, guidelines that were approved by 40 members of the podcast business community um, is probably a better place to be than supporting a, a, you know, this open metric standard that's starting to be adopted by some of the startup companies. Now I'm seeing um, that has no widespread adoption and no widespread understanding or acceptance of the numbers that are generated out of that. So, I mean, it's a, you know, that's the struggle is, is these, these offshoots that happen or these startups that, um, that start supporting things that are not recognized <laughs> in the industry, um, that, that derail the industry from really moving in a positive direction. And it's probably over just the $40,000 or whatever that it takes to get certified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the time. And the time. Right. Which is money as well, but yeah, you know, it's I don't know what you guys figured, but I figured it would cost me a man year to yeah, probably the total nine months. Probably, probably yeah. the total bill for for getting certified is probably you know one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Who knows? You know, mm-hmm. I don't think any of us have calculated what the engineering time uh, as a factor of you know as opposed to salaries and things like that to really come up with a number on that. But my guess is that it's, it's up in that range. So the question is then, have you heard, are there any more companies going through the process? Oh, I'm sure there are. I just don't know which ones are. I mean, I think that there's some obvious ones that should be going through the process, right? <laughs> um, whether or not they, they are or not is, is a question that I don't have an answer to. Do you, Todd? I, I don't, and you know, it's not something they're publicly talking about who's going through, right? So, as, as well as they probably, well, I guess the IEB has always stated that they're not going to announce people that are almost certified, right? <laughs> so, which is, I, I guess, makes sense. Hmm. There's a new service out called Podcorn. Uh, where they came up with that name, I don't know, but. Don't just advertise on a podcast, be in the podcast. Podcorn makes it easy to find the right podcasters to collaborate for with for creative topics, podcast interviews, and product reviews, and more. Podcorn. So, <laughs> yeah, so there's a new service launch every day, and you know, it's just, it's never. I've noticed ending. that too. It's like, the, you know, I'm constantly, like, every couple of days, I'm hearing, have you heard of this company yet? And I go, no. <laughs> I haven't heard of. They haven't come on my my radar yet, uh, but yeah, there's just a lot of. And sometimes these these new companies look at the space, and we've had this issue before where they come into the space as almost like a like a feature, right, of a of a hosting platform or something like that, you know. And it's it's like, is this really a company or is it just you know a product that 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 some 
founders wanted to create that could be a acquisition for some other bigger company or something like that. It's not really a, a company that's going to last. Um, and I don't know. And it's funny too, is some of these, some of these, spe- I agree there's some of these features are, you know, you're kind of like, Oh, really? You build a whole platform for just that, you know? Right. And then they price it such that you kind of like scratch your head a little bit. Right. So this one, this podcorn one, it looks like is, um, find the right brand sponsors for your podcast. And advertising play. Right. And the other is under brands. Give your brand the voice it deserves. Mm. So, yeah. So they're producing and they're, you know, interesting. They're trying to match up, uh, I think advertiser brands with podcasts for, for sponsorship opportunities, what it looks like. Right. Which is, which is another feature of a platform like ours, right? This isn't. I don't know that this is really a standalone service. It's not like, do they support dynamic ad insertion or do they only do host reads or something like that? Um, but it's the integration of the parts that makes all this stuff work. Um, as you look to the future anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, um, I think that kind of wraps it up on what I had saw in the news. Okay. Um, didn't have a lot to go on. I feel like I'm kind of in playing catch up mode here. Just been crazy, crazy busy. And, uh, right. Have you seen well, anything else on your, on your radar? Well, the she podcasts, uh, live event is coming up, uh, late next week, next weekend. So I'm going to be at that. Um, so it'll be, uh, it's from what I can tell, there's getting close to probably close to 800, uh, attendees for that. That I, thought they, that's not, I thought they topped it out at 700. Uh, I downloaded the app for She Podcasts, and I'm seeing close to about like 770 people that are listed in the app for for the event. So I don't know if it's so what, who so that's what's including. The is it about is it 95 percent women, or what's the? You look through the attendee list. What's the? Can you tell? Um, well, it's it's mostly women. From what I've heard, it's only going to be it's, it's probably only going to be maybe less than fifty guys there. Hmm. So well, I will not be there. We're sending two ladies down. Mm-hmm. So let them man the booth. Yeah. But, uh, but there's a lot of vendors. I'm surprised how many vendors they have at the event too. So. Kind of shocked me to be honest with you. I was surprised they got that many for a personal well, event. I mean, it's going to be at the at the Marriott Marquis, which is where we were at, Todd. So it's a nice, you know, for Dragon Con. So it's a it's a really nice venue. So huge hotel. Yeah. So it'll be downstairs, I assume. Yeah, it'll be down that lower level when you walk in the main entrance. So yeah, yeah and all the booths will be down on that floor. So it's a big it looks like, open it looks like area. The session rooms are right off the, the session rooms are right off the uh, exhibit floor too, which would be good. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So should be it should be a good event. I'm I'm curious how the dynamic of it is going to be, but I guess it's going to be like any other conference. I I can't imagine it's going to be that much different. So 
but but I do know that there that Jessica is taking a little bit of a different approach. Um, and I did talk to Jessica, and she was telling me that um, you'll probably see a lot um, women open up a lot more at the event um, about things that maybe they won't necessarily say at, at a mixed event. So I think it's going to be a freeing experience for them to to share and share alike in a common, safe, I guess, experience, right? So it'll be interesting. And then, of course, then I think, I don't know where you're headed, but I'm going to be in San Antonio at the end of the month. And, uh, and then, as a matter of fact, I need to find out what I'm even speaking about down there. And then uh, the... Uh, for me, at least, I think that's the last event before the Los Angeles event. Yeah, I'm I'm coming back, and it looks like I may be doing an event down in San Diego on the way back. So, um, yeah, there's always something happening, Todd, <laughs> somewhere that I'm getting pulled to. So, right. Well, uh, better you than me all the time. I get a little tired of the being the travel ninja. Yeah. It's wow. been pretty crazy here for the past couple of months. Yeah, well, it's our it, it's our life right now, Todd. I don't know when it's going to change. It, it seems like it's only accelerating. Yeah. So, and, you know, okay. since I look at the, I haven't heard anything more about that event in Los Angeles that's running right up against podcast movement. Podcast right. movement event, you know? right? In uh, I guess early February, that event down there that said that they had. They had 400 people sign up for a free podcasting conference, right? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I think we'll probably be there, but I don't know if we're going to be a sponsor. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm going to have to look at it. I just wonder if, uh, yeah, I'm, not, I, it's, I'm just worried about they're doing a lot of pay, uh, play to pay, or play to speak. Right. And, and then to I'm, me is always a red flag. I am talking to the Vancouver Podcast Festival folks too. I'm probably wind up, I've already been put on a panel up there already and that's in, that's on November 8th. So, and I'll go from there down to Digital Hollywood. So, which is going on on the 12th. So, of, Jeez, of, never, of, never of November, right? It's coming up. I mean, the holidays, as far as I'm concerned, the holidays are just right around the corner, you know. That's yep. actually what, what, when it's going to slow down is when the holidays start. Mm-hmm. So, which I'm kind of looking forward to on that side. So it's kind of slow down on all the plane. It's great for my mileage plan though. Oh, I'm this. sure. <laughs> I think I'm going to make my hundred thousand miles this year. I am right. Close. Right. Going to sit in first class more. There you go. Keep my status. Yeah. Right. Right. Todd, I think we're, we'll we're, we're running out of stuff to talk about, so maybe we should I think so too. move it along. Trigger here. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, folks, um, yeah, kind of a short show this week, and um, appreciate you hanging out. Yep. And uh, so will we be back in between uh, events? That's right. Well, I'm going to be at, at the Sheep Podcast thing next Saturday, so so probably the next show will be the following Saturday. Right, the nineteenth. There's something going on the 19th. Wait a minute. I may be, I have to look at my schedule. There may be something going on then too. So anyway, we'll figure it out and let everybody know. So.
All right. Sounds good. Okay. Everybody, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Make sure you get to renewmediashow.com. Get subscribed to the podcast. Of course, I'm Todd at Blueberry.com or at Geek News on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I can be found at, on Twitter as well, at Rob Greenlee. And you can send me an email, robg at lipson.com. Happy to talk with you about podcasting. And I want to thank you for joining us. Um, I know we've got a lot of loyal listeners out there that, uh, I, I hear from on a regular basis now, Todd. So it's, it's, they, they're really disappointed when we don't do our show now. So, um, I've been trying to reassure some folks that, uh, we are doing it this weekend. It's just, uh, an on demand thing. So, so, so hopefully we can be podcasting back is all soon. about. So, right. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah. it's all good though. All right, Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you probably in two weeks, maybe. So, right. uh, everyone take care. We'll see okay. you next time. Take care. Bye.